0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep search for sleep cove on apple podcasts or spotify and see why sleep cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long before i get started on today's episode i just want to give everyone a quick reminder if you're enjoying who arted weekly art history for all ages you might enjoy my other podcast art smart as well for season 3, I'm going to have a series of episodes focusing on different media. Each episode is going to tell a little story about the medium and I interviewed experts in the field to learn how those different media are produced and how we can make the most of them in the studio. So if you want to learn more about different art materials, where they came from and how to use them, check out Art Smart on your favorite podcast app. I feel like who art ed? We tried to splice. It. With Mr. <laughs> and me. Yeah. Either way, it, it's yes. it works. I know. That's a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright is probably one of the most famous American architects. He is associated with the prairie style and architecture in the Midwest specifically. Unsurprisingly, he came from the Midwest. He was born June 8, 1867 in Wisconsin. His father and mother traveled around a bit. Um, His father was a preacher, so he was preaching and playing music in those early years They traveled around for the first decade or so of Frank Lloyd Wright's life, but they settled in Madison, Wisconsin in 1878. In 1885, his parents actually divorced, which was relatively rare for the time. Because they were strained financially, Frank Lloyd Wright worked his way through college. He studied engineering and worked for the dean of the University of Wisconsin. 1887, he left Madison for Chicago, where he went to work for Adler and Sullivan. He actually worked directly under Louis Sullivan for six years. When Wright got married in 1889, he wanted to build his first home in Oak Park, a beautiful suburb just outside the city proper. He negotiated with Sullivan, who loaned him the money, with the agreement that he would have to work for him for five years. Unfortunately, things turned south, and Sullivan actually fired Frank Lloyd Wright in 1893. There are disputes as to why. Some say it was because Wright was working too much on his own commissions and side projects. Others say that Louis Sullivan was jealous of Wright's talent. It was a nasty breakup, but after this, Frank Lloyd Wright opened up his own firm and developed the prairie style. While they did have kind of an ugly breakup professionally, Frank Lloyd Wright did always look up to Louis Sullivan. When Louis Sullivan died, completely broke. Frank Lloyd Wright actually stepped in, he and some other architects paid for a stone to be inscribed with the immortal words that form must ever follow function as a nice tribute to his former mentor. Now, I think something to understand about Frank Lloyd Wright and his vision was he was trying to create a distinctly American style of architecture. A lot of the work previous to that had largely been, let's face it, kind of knockoffs of European styles and trends. Frank Lloyd Wright looked to the nature surrounding him for inspiration. He emphasized the horizontal planes, relatively simple geometric shapes, but there was an elegance to it. He focused a lot on openness, natural materials, letting the sunlight in, all of that stuff that makes a place feel like it's not just placed into the landscape, but a part of the landscape. I think that unity between the natural environment and the constructed environment was Frank Lloyd Wright's biggest innovation and his lasting legacy on generations of architects to come. His most famous building is called Falling Water. It started off as basically like a summer home or a weekend retreat for the Kaufman family. It's since been turned over to the West Pennsylvania Conservancy, and it has been a museum open to the public since 1964. The Kaufman family loved nature, and Wright came up with this design of cantilevered terraces anchored into the natural stone of the mountain, and he used those stone elements throughout the construction, not just on the exterior, but also on the interior of the building. There's a lot of glass throughout to make the space feel light and open and to allow people inside to look out at the nature surrounding them but he also brought the natural elements inside through stone flooring and wood trim and all of that sort of stuff that, again, makes this a house that is not on the hill or on anything. It is of the hill. The hill and house happier for each other